got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what I do. Can't no bitch do what you do. It was just funny because Caitlyn Jenner was so upset and baffled. Like the video of Caitlyn Jenner being baffled that so that sixty seven percent of Californians voted for Gavin Newsom. Where you're going to get what you voted for? You're just oh. going to get the governor that you vote. I'm like, did her voice quit on her that day? Because baby, when I tell you she went from Katie to Bruce that day, woo! Where you're going to get the governor? <laughs> She was talking about me, right? Be mean. Okay. I'm laughing she's at back. you, Katie Bruce. I'm she's la- back. I told you she didn't have a snowball's chance in hell and win. She was not going to win. It's just not for her. Mm-hmm. Politics is not her thing. She needs to stick to um, Wheaties. Wheaties. <laughs> uh, or, you know, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, she you could know. Be a, maybe she could be a driving instructor. Well, <laughs> oh, shit. Just don't go to Malibu while she teaches. They, uh, Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> did just get some special on Netflix, though. I did see that. Mm. So, about, you know, Bruce Jenner's career. So. Well, how can she speak on Bruce? She identifies as Katie. Yeah, I, you, but I'm being politically correct here, you know. I'm being politically incorrect. How can she identify as Bruce when she... How can she uh, tell, tell Bruce's story when she identifies as Katie? Yeah, so... Hi, Cassie. Oh, but that uh, brings up... I remember what we said we were going to talk about. Come on. Nikita Dragon. 
Nikita the Dragon. There we go. That's, the what, that's what it was. She spells it Dragoon. Somebody mm. should have dragged her ass on somewhere, too. <laughs> I tried to. I thought that it was quite inappropriate for this young Asian transgender woman to speak on behalf of black biological women, which is the word that I use. I do not use cisgendered uh, biological women because here it is. And y'all gave me a lot of backlash and a lot of draft. And the only reason I know is because she told me and Dawn told me because you know I don't read the mm. comments because I do not care what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a video saying that because she's saying that black women are in competition with transgender women. Oh, well, and more to that, she said that she doesn't get any of her inspiration from women. She gets her inspiration from trans women about how to look and nobody's doing it like trans women. Mm-hmm. But proceed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And trans women learn how to emulate women from watching. Guess who? Women. I ain't learned how to be no woman watching this nigga over here. <laughs> I didn't learn how to be no woman from watching a man. I did not. I did not learn how to be feminine. I didn't learn how to dress feminine, do makeup. All that comes and stems from a woman. So until we as a trans female or trans community decide that we will respect the givers of life because everybody within the sound of my voice and in this room and on this live feed were brought in this earth through a woman. You came from your daddy's nuts, but you was brought through a woman. And hear me when I tell you, and y'all don't like me when I say this, and you know I don't give two fucks. The man-made vagina and God-given vagina are two very different things and have three or four very different functions. Because the one that the doctor gives you got one function. You got to dilate it. You got to lube it up. It makes you happy. Good for you. The one that God gave you got skills and tricks that made men start wars, build homes, build countries, and everything else. And procreate life. And I'm not discrediting any trans sister as what she is. Because like you say, I identify as a woman. I feel like a woman. My question is, how could you possibly ever know what a woman feels like? You have never been a woman. Myself included. That's just me saying it. You have never been a woman. You will never have a woman's heart and or mind. Which is completely different from the way a man is set up with his heart and mind. Now you're hollering. A vagina don't make you a woman. Well, please tell me what does. Please tell me what does. Because every brother I lay up with, they got a vagina. That nigga is my woman. And I mean he got a vagina. He, he <laughs> identifies as he. But, hey, I seen it. Ooh, it's pink and pretty. <laughs> no, yeah, I, my- I had to be graphic about it. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if it, sound, it was a little too much. But it's getting out of hand now. You're not going to muddy the waters with the full bullshit. And until we respect biological women, because the first woman you really learn how to be a woman from is the person who raised you, which is your mom or whoever been put in that position. Grandmother, auntie, whatever. But that is the truth. And y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all want to get mad. You can't tell me how. No, I cannot tell you how to feel. But you also can't discredit a woman and tell her that she's less than you when you're trying to live her life. You're walking in her fucking shoes. So you're going to discredit her? Ridiculous. Be mad. Bitches be double mad. Well, I think that was my my main issue because we all know we're not going to sit up in here, like sit here and act like, you know, transgender. The transgender community hasn't experienced trauma. We all know that. But the way that I see a lot of things is before somebody looks at your sexuality, they're looking at the color of your skin, if we're going to be honest about Mm -hmm. it. So my issue was, you know, the transgender community is very like, please respect my pronouns. Please respect me and my being and everything. So for somebody like Nikita Dragon to come out and basically disrespect women right to push your own agenda it's like it, the hypocrisy is ridiculous why she's speaking it was so on hypocritical. black women bitch you can't even speak on asian women because you have never and will never be biologically a woman you, yes you had an srs but you do not understand that when having an srs surgery which is sexual reassignment they don't re, they don't remove your penis they take the inside out and use the, the the skin of your penis as the lining of the walls of your vagina so technically He's still there. Yeah. I just don't appreciate the hypocrisy. Like, if you want the same respect, you have to give it to. You can't be one-sided and say, respect me and my pronouns and uh-huh. how I like to be addressed. But then you're going to come up. And of all of all women, you going to disrespect black women? For real? Well, you she, were, she was doing it for attention, well, obviously. Well, she got it. Yeah. She got it. And she so. has 9 million followers. She's 21. She's lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, she will never understand what it is to be a woman. 
yeah. let alone a black woman. Or and she's Asian, so of well, she's Asian, Asian descent. and Mexican. So yeah, and neither one of her communities claim her. And, right. So you'll so. never know what it is to be a Latino woman or either Asian woman, because player, you was never born a woman. You was born and you live in a world. You live in a society where we have the t- tenacity, the due diligence, and the wherewithal. You can live the life that you choose to live because that's how the life that you chose to live in this country freely. Because in some other countries, they'll blow your brains out. They would. They would just tie you to a pole. If you have not seen what they do to uh, transgender women in third world countries uh, and gay men, they feed them. Um, they tie them to. Yeah, put them on. They tie them to. Uh, um, uh, the pole in the sit time in the city square, and they mm-hmm. feed them laxatives and water, but they super glue their mouth and their eyes and they wreck them and their ears. So your your waist has nowhere to go; it explodes. You die right there in public in front of. You. Yeah, I've seen some. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, some but you bitches want to talk about oh, I'm this, I'm that. No, you you you're lucky that you live here, not somewhere else. Hey, Hi, Mark. Mark. We talked about this last week. My thing is this: uh, first of all, I told you guys she was gonna disappear. She disappeared. Uh, they canceled her really quick. Well, I would say she, they canceled her, but they definitely, uh, she went into hiding. She didn't have much of a choice. Um, and I, I said all my comments previously in the week, but what I will say is this. I am tired of other trans women who the community wants to hear from take your rhetoric and things that we talked about that day earlier in the morning, way before somebody else went on their platform to spew your nine minutes of what we talked about and before they realized that that person posted their video they were under gay magazine's instagram page bashing flame for what flame had to say but the other person who wants to come on with their platform and say everything that flame said to the t then they praise it y'all have to stop being messy out here and make up your mind facts are facts an opinion is an opinion and just because you don't like the person it's coming from that's it right there. Dawn and Dawn and uh, Lauren both said the same thing two weeks ago. They just don't like me. But no. said this, and the thing that pisses me off is that we were having a real conversation about it with people, multiple opinions, and people had a problem with it, and they took glimpses of the live and posted it on that person's social media. But then when somebody else who they want to hear from makes a nine-minute video for a quick clickbait thing, then people want to praise her and say that she is the godmother and fairy godmother of the community. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. But Nikita Dragon, Michael Yeager is a, a really known model. She's upset because he didn't want anything to do with her. She fell for him and she misunderstood what he was sending her way. And he found a beautiful woman and dated her shortly after he did a video for Nikita Dragon. And that's why she's upset. Michael Yeager, if you are closeted, please hit your boy up because I am silent, lips locked. locked uh, how about Michael Yeager just didn't want a sword fight? He just didn't want a sword oh. fight. So he went, and got him, he went and got him a woman that he didn't have to sword fight with. Ooh, Dawn. Y'all are funny today. <laughs> Do your job, Yes. No, I'm saying to your point, Dawn, because if we're going to talk about it, the most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. So this is going to be the time where we are going to talk specifically about black women. So go ahead. And if if you're not black, African-American, colored, negra, whatever they call this, shut your damn mouth. Just shut it. Well, she tried covering it up because she went on her post and then said black trans women and black LGBTQ or gay men. They are the trendsetters for the black or for the community. So she tried fixing it, but again, she's not black. The other thing is, her own community doesn't want anything to do with her because she continues to stereotype Asian people for fashion statements and for clickbait. And they got they read her for filth when she did it during New York Fashion Week. They said, "Stop using us when you do nothing for your community." So she really doesn't have a home. She's trying to find her home. She's surrounded by a bunch a bunch of yes men, and she needs to go sit down on the operating table and get her tenth nose job. Well, she in the black community you don't talk about black women you don't you don't talk about something that you don't know nothing about okay you keep your mouth shut until you can uh, until you know what us, us women go through okay 
then maybe you can say a little bit about it. But because your mouth is open and you don't know nothing about a black woman, a woman period, you need to shut up and figure out who you are and where you came from. Find out about your heritage. I'm just saying. Okay? Now, uh, I want to touch on real quickly about the Emmys. Come on. They nominated 5,000 black people and only two won. Okay? And none won in the acting category. Yeah. None won. Okay? Cedric's monologue was horrible. And Cedric can do better than that. Apparently, he didn't. He wasn't in the room when they wrote his jokes. I don't know. Cedric can do better than that. I, I know that. I know he could. Um, let's touch on the brother with the uh, white dress on and the taco meat showing. He did oh not go god. to get. Uh, oh, you know, who was that? Who oh, was I that? forgot his name. Oh my god! I, he you, did not have an and 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 and, and thank you, Dawn, for bringing that up because I almost forgot about that player. Let me tell you something. Y'all want to attack Little Nas X for living his truth, but at least it, at least Little Nas X's should be attractive. That child last night, that was just that was utterly ridiculous. It was utterly didn't they? Didn't they, Dawn? Didn't you notice that, that they kept putting the camera on him? Beard. He was all man. And and look, let, don't get me. I have no problems with you want to be who you want to be and how you want to do it. But let's just depart, please. You're going to have a low-cut dress on. That's just like me having hair underneath my chin. And I'm going in front of people. Wait a minute now. Well, wait a minute now. Because I got to... Hold on. Wait. (laughs) But you understand what I'm saying. And when I tell you he had a a whole full row of taco meat on his chest. Yeah. I want to call my esthetician and say, girl, I got a client for you. That. And then they want to holler that Billy Porter is the fashion guru. Now, I didn't hate the outfit that he had on last night. But it didn't even fit him well. It was all blousy and falling off. I'm like... If you're going to look at the outfit, look at the entire outfit. It didn't fit him well. It was falling off of him with this... Shut up, Flame Mumbra. And RuPaul, I'm tired of RuPaul's scripted show winning for this stuff. Because, I'm sorry. I'm over the RuPaul's Drag Race. I get that, that he is now the most decorated uh, black... Uh, I, I, he wants some sort of... I think he's the most decorated black entertainer uh, there is right now uh, in history. But my thing with this is one that show scripted. In my opinion, it doesn't count because I'm just learning this and I'm continuing to learn to this as Flame brings me on and introduces me to people and as Flame introduces us to drag uh, drag queens across the country. Black trans women, I did not realize the footprint that they had in the drag community. And until uh, RuPaul realizes that and starts bringing them on the show and lets representation be shown... I don't really care about that show anymore. But I do want to say one more thing, too. Nikita Dragon, stop outing people's business because if Tiger comes and finds you and you're found in an alley somewhere, don't Ooh. cry and say it was, it was because you were trans. It's because you're putting people's business out there and that's not your story to tell. Huh. That needs We need to get over that. And then, Lauren, I know you were very involved in the community. Uh, whatever this new, this new term for uh, non-binary, now it's indigenous. They're indigenous specimens. Oh, I didn't even hear this. That's for the Indian people. No, no. This is now for people who are are men who are comfortable presenting as both men and women. They are called indigenous species. So that, that's because he, she, we is taken. I own it. Thank you very that's much. That's new to me, Mark. Shoot, that's a new, that's a whole oh, new Oh, did term. you hear Debbie Allen some shout out AHF last night? Y- yes, I did. Yes, I did. They're called indigenous species or indigenous something. It's like, yeah, anyways, it's, that's the new, yeah. that's the uh, You know what, but you Child. know what, the only part of the Emmys that I like is the dead people. When they show all the dead people that died, because I sit there and be like, oh, I forgot he died. Well, damn, I thought they died last year. Oh, yeah, I like that part. That's the only part <laughs> damn, of the Emmys and the Oscars. Don, you, Don, you a cold piece. You a cold piece, Miss Don. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because I'm, 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 you know, that, that, that's the only enjoyable thing. Okay? Now, I have to admit, I watched The Crown. The Crown is good. I, I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. Is it a good show? I'm going to have to watch They won a lot of... And what's the lady's name from from London who won la- this year and last year from The Crown? Oh, the, the tall queen, one. That played the part of the queen. The tall one, yeah. She's a, she, oh, she's a good actress. I don't actress. watch the show. Anywho. Now, that Ted Lasso... See, I don't watch all them shows. I, 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 don't, I don't know nothing about those shows, but... But the Queen uh, is very good. It was beautiful to see Debbie Allen receiving that award. Long overdue. You know, they always wait till our people about dead, you know, before they can get an award. Uh, it, it was, it, I don't know. It's just 5,000 black people just nominated. It's, it was, the best just to me was, at least you got nominated. 
that was the message that I received. Well, that's what I was happy about with, with MJ Rodriguez because even though she did not win the Emmy, she, we still won history because she was the first one to be nominated. So hopefully it'll open up the doors. Just like what Mark said about RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, Sonique is my girl. Now, they still don't let trans women on the RuPaul's Drag Race. They, they, they let trans women be on All Stars. But now, since Sonique won, maybe they will let down their roadblock and allow trans I entertainers. What's on RuPaul? What's on RuPaul? Those are not trans women? No. No, but I will say this. And because I love Sonique, too. And I know it's your friend, but I'm going to bring it up. Sonique did not deserve to win. That was just a Ooh, shit. For the trans community to be off of RuPaul's back because RuPaul's doing damage control. Sonique should not have won. So let's just say that. So that was just a little, tr that was a trolling moment. And again, like I said, it's a scripted show. Sonique's beautiful and great, but that was not. Well, like Sonique I said, I don't watch, I don't know who should have won. I don't watch the show, but I was glad that Sonique she won. No, but she, black, I am black. That's all, somebody, asked, somebody asked if the black, get the black uh, sketch lady sketch no. once no they, no. they did not they, they lost the they lost the Saturday no, Night Live they lost the Saturday Night Live everybody black was nominated in every category and they won what two now can we talk about what really now can we talk about since we talk about men and women's clothing can we talk about what really wasn't funny was the guy with the Asian guy with the silver hat the hat the high heel boots on doing the steps I don't care about none of that but it wasn't even funny whatever he was doing it just was it was ridiculous it was horrible. The whole the whole writing team needed to go. Oh no! You, let me tell you who was funny. Was Seth Rogen because he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn. Yeah, Seth Rogen basically said, "Y'all lied to me to get me here. Y'all yeah. said this was outdoors. It's not. Corona is still an issue. Baby, and how he did, was hilarious. He was he was livid. I loved it though. Okay, now I have a question. Flame, you're in this space. Lauren, you're in this space. They talk about and this was wasn't this filmed in California. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think the Emmys were here. They talk about mass, mass, mass vaccination, vaccination. None of those celebrities—they were all up on each other with no mask. But on. they all were vaccinated. They yeah, I vaccinated, think that was—that's the thing now with they're California. Pushing, they're pushing that regardless if you're vaccinated or not, you need to be wearing masks. And California reinstated their mask mandate. So I'm just saying. Well, they're they're creating new guidelines. I will tell you this, Mark. Look, I think this is coming down like in the next two weeks is that any indoor or outdoor events or any like public gatherings as long as you're vaccinated and can show proof of vaccination they're allowing you to come in and you can remove your masks and another component of that sometimes they're going to require you to produce like a negative covid test within i think it's like 48 hours of said event so that's what i'm assuming probably happened you have to show proof of vaccination they even made a whole joke um with what's his name the actor kim Ken Jung. Yeah, Ken, yeah, Ken Jung. Like he was, they, they wouldn't let him get in because he didn't show his proof of his vaccination card. Like they made a whole joke about it, but I think that's what the parameters were. Like you had to get a COVID test and then you had to show proof of vaccination in order to get in. So I respect that. Look like, again. I think everyone would do what do what you need to do. I'm just saying they should have done that before they put on this big broadcast. For sure. That is going to be used as a political weapon, and it does not help the issue at hand with this virus. Well, let's not do that much complaining about how many black people didn't win this year because Shirley Ralph, who's my personal friend, just became the vice president. Is that president. fully announced? Yeah. Can you fully, announce Yes, that? I can. Okay. She has just won the vice presidency of the Emmy, so she's on the board now. Not so, the Emmys, for SAG. For right. SAG, yeah, right, right, right. For, for Screen Actors Guild. Did she, did she get on before the Emmys or she's going to be ready she, for Yeah, the but she just got on right before the Emmys. They had a whole nomination okay. and she won. So hopefully <laughs> it'll be some more representation. Before, I know you guys are going to talk about it, but I will say a lot of people, um, I'm sure you're going to talk about the Haiti uh, Im uh, immigrants coming versus the Afghan and not letting people in, or, and then what's going on in the uh, southern border. I will say this, there, Rep uh, Jackson, she did come out finally, she did pressure Joe Biden for them to address the discrepancies with allowing these 30,000 Afghan immigrants here, but the people who are trying to flee and come here from Haiti, that they're turning away, she did address that, and she is holding Biden's feet to the fire, so I know you guys will talk about that probably, but I just but it, to it, it shouldn't be state rep, it should be congressman. No, no, she, I, I'm sorry, she, no, no, she, I said she's a, she's a U.S. Congress. It's, no, uh, no, 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 I'm it should be higher, uh, higher than, you know, other folks complain, you know, complain about these She's a lawmaker and she is coming out and she is mm -hmm. holding the fire. Yeah. And so I will say that I, I commend her for that because it is hard to break ranks and to go against your own president who is in your party and say, hey, homie, this ain't right. We need to do something about it because 
I didn't even know about this until last night that they're turning away the Haitians, but they're bringing these people from Afghan over here. So, yeah. Do you think they want more poor black people here? Uh-huh. Well, we're bringing poor Afghans. I mean, but the, but but see, they come from money. They can get money. They can get uh, businesses. They all all have mm-hmm. on all the. Uh, okay, y'all. The, uh, <laughs> y'all finna make it racist. Don't be racist, Dawn. Um, well, <laughs> mm, shit. Mm. But yeah, it's not. But it's not. But it's not a lie. See here, that's the problem. All the uh, uh, people overseas. Let me re- let me recant. It is facts. They come here. They write. They come. They come here. And they, they get, get all loans, the loans. They get they, grants. They get, to start their business. they get food stamps. They get all the social. Can I services. get some food stamps, please? I'm just saying. So these poor Haitians, whose Black home Black. has been riddled with uh, 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 earthquake, can't come. Okay. okay. Yeah, hi for yeah. me. All right. Hi. All right. I'm just. I'm just saying. Okay, dogs. Oh, you just got blocked. <laughs> Thank All you, right, y'all. Thank, Thank you, guys. We're we gonna get to that. Uh, we're gonna get to that. The Haiti, because Lauren, what did you say? It was on how many people on the plane for Haiti? So basically, they are trying. So let's get full background of the story. So there are there is an influx of Haitian immigrants that are coming to the United States, partly because we all know that there was just another disastrous earthquake that happened in haiti so there's thousands of um, immigrants coming in and they've basically been stationed under this bridge in texas in the middle of the heat um but joe but the biden administration rather is actively trying to deport all of these immigrants these haitian immigrants back to haiti and so apparently there's up to 135 people that can be on one plane and as of today they are sending one to three one to three planes back to haiti uh per day so 135 that's with no seats i don't know what the planes look like so i'm not about to you know say anything that i don't know is factual but i just know that they said the planes can hold up to 135 immigrants and y'all complained about flying on spirit Ooh. yeah so i just <laughs> um i mean i know it kind of just got brought up and i kind of do have an issue with it like why are you te- the haitians can't stay here I really want to know what the reasoning is because it kind of feels like the hunger game sometimes when it comes to deportation. Yeah. I get it. Like, you know, you have to look at things from an economical standpoint. I get you. I'm an economics major from Spelman College. Nobody understands econ more than I do. However, it seems like when it comes to certain race groups, it turns into the hunger games of who can stay here and who can't. And I think that's a valid point. I know people are going to say, well, we, George Bush invaded Afghanistan and Iraq for some oil. Was he dead wrong? Absolutely. And now all of a sudden it's like we're trying to give, you know, some of these Afghans, you know, these Afghan immigrants some reparations here, which I find interesting because you can't give black folks reparations in America as it is. Uh, but I'm still waiting on my 40 acres. You're trying to help some of these, you know, Afghans. And we also just, you know, launched a whole freaking military strike accidentally. The Pentagon did. So I get we've got a lot of sympathy for, you know, Afghans right now. However, we can't let the black people stay in the country. Uh, hold on go back to that you said that they accidentally released the strike oh yeah the pentagon it was an accident was that they the killed clean, was innocent that, people was that the cleanup that uh we don't want to help who helped us listen uh, it's a hypothetical question i don't want to answer but was it, that to ask who we don't want to help we you you helped us but now we don't want to pay you back well the supposedly what happened is the new technology in the military is that there is a way an aerial view now of where you can see where like isis activity is or terrorist threats are and based on this aerial bird's eye view that we have you can launch missiles to take out the threats faster that's the whole purpose behind it however this initial launch was inaccurate and they killed innocent people yeah so the Pentagon is trying to walk that back. And that's why, you know, Joe Biden's going to New York today to talk to the U.N. to kind of, you know, apologize on behalf of the United States mm. and say we're getting our shit together. Kind of like so, uh, Sandra Bland being stopped by the police. They killed innocent people. Kind of like Amar Arbery jogging in his neighborhood. They killed innocent people. I'm just saying, I got an issue that we keep sending the black folks back, but we're keeping some of the other people i'm it's just it doesn't there's no rhyme or reason to it in my opinion and maybe i need to do some more research and educate myself more maybe that's a thing but i'm just saying 
it's always an issue when black folks want to come to yeah. this country. Have you, and have you guys seen the conditions that they're living in up under that bridge at the border? Let's just talk about it's 95 degrees in Texas. Yeah. And 100% humidity. Yeah. Oh, my God. And babies and kids. And you and you don't have access to a shower, to drinking water. Like, you, you're just trying to escape the fact that your home was destroyed from an earthquake. Wow. I've been to Haiti. I've, and not the beautiful touristy part. I went to Port-au-Prince. Shit's rough. I just want to say thank you, God, for my blessings, because I'm telling you, I, 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 oof. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Lauren, you look so good on the new format. Can I just say you look so long and lean? Oh, thank you. You just want me to get dressed more often. That's all this is. I know that's subliminal. Hi, Jan. Hey, TT Jan. And hey, Allison. Okay, y'all was heavy in the comments, so I was like, let me go grab both of y'all so we can talk about this Haitian immigrant yeah, issue. This is not the first time that we turned the Haitians away. This time we were more civilized than we were the first time. Do you remember, like, they were just at, at the border, you know, with them coming in on boats and just turning their boats back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in both situations are plenty of bad but I remember this like in the 80s or something uh, that hey, we had a large population of Hades, Haitians trying to enter the country and we just kept sending them back mm-hmm. you know I mean nobody's going to have it better than anyone coming uh, here that looked closely to being white or having fine hair and it's acceptable you know what I mean but any time that is Haitians or Cubans, it's a big to do. It is a huge to do. It really is. And they didn't really turn the Cubans away because I worked in the late 80s. I worked at a facility in Washington, D.C. where a lot of Cubans that came over on the boats and they put them in this, they, they called them, they called it a, a, um, a facility for the mentally challenged, but they weren't mentally challenged. It was like a jail. It was really like a prison. Mm-hmm. It was like an internment camp. Yeah. Kind of. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't let them out. They couldn't come and go as they pleased. They kept them doped up off Skittles. We called them Skittles, but they were uh, like hound dog. It was medication to keep them under control to keep them low powered and no no thought process it was scary yeah hell yeah mm-hmm. 
yeah, so the the one that you're speaking on, uh, TTJ, and it was between the 1960s and the 1970s, okay. uh, mainly when the Haitians emigrated uh, to the to the U.S. to try to escape from their oppressive conditions. And so when they came over here to the U.S., of course, during that time, you know, anything with color in the U.S. <laughs> is 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 going to get turned away, right? Right. Um, but other than the ones that they went and kidnapped and brought over here, which is us, you know. So, again, uh, that was in between the 1960s and the 1970s. But as we all know, we've been screaming this for 400, over 400 years now. The, they don't, they only want us, right, well, wanted us to build their, to continue to build what you call their economic system. Because mm-hmm. black folks build the economic system. Right. Debate me all you want. We did it with all that damn That's facts. with all that damn cotton. Right, right, and so at the end of the day, if we can't come, if they can't, if they can't find a significant need of colored folks, then they don't want them. They don't want them here, and so again, that is why they're being turned away in droves. Because again, we can't have all these colored folks running around. Because, ladies and gentlemen, understand this: the census has been telling us that the minority will be the majority. Right, right, and what is happening is. I know particularly in Polk County, they literally dumped over 10,000 Puerto Ricans in that city alone, and they identify as white. Puerto Ricans and Mexicans are now identifying as white, ladies and gentlemen. They're not identifying as Hispanic or anything. It's white. And so because the census have been telling us that the minority will be the majority, these people are afraid. They are afraid at all costs. And so they're trying to do any and everything to ensure that they keep this uh, power that they have. So therefore, they don't have to put up as much of a fight. Well, and because they've been realizing that and they, they realize that it's just a lot of us who don't study the census like we should. That's, right. that's, gonna, that's our downfall. We need to start studying those census and doing those census because I'm telling you. Black folks could be far in advance than we are now if a bunch of us had started reading that census. Because the census has been telling these people over 10 years that the minority will be the majority. And you know they're not going to bring those Haitians over there because you know you can identify those Haitians as white. And so then, that will, will, excuse my language, but that will, I'm not going to say that word, but that will mess up, again, the census numbers. That will mess up the numbers. So of course they can't be over here. Well, Allison, I want to speak to what you just said, because I do have friends that are like in this country that have visas, for instance. And I have it's interesting because it's been told to me is that a lot of the times, especially Latinos that come into this country, you have to identify as something when you get registered to put into the system. And a lot of the times there's nothing for them to check that says Latino or Hispanic. It's very they basically force you to check white. And that's how you have to identify coming into this country. So to your point, that's what's happening is that when we have a lot of these Latino immigrants that are coming in, they're forced to almost strip who they really are and assimilate into being white in this country. And then that's what they do going forward. Because if I'm assimilating as being white, I'm going to be treated better. The other thing I'll say too to this is I just thought about this while you were talking to Allison. I feel like this country may not want to have Haitians come come in because if you think about it Haitians were the first group of black folks to be liberated from their oppressors they might bring in some new strategies and America might be like we don't want them problems let me tell you what they really gonna bring in all these all them all all them black uh, Haitians gonna become athletes and white women gonna be passing it out like Christmas cookies at the office party and they gonna make a whole bunch of mixed babies that's what they scared of cause you know in order to get a white woman all you gotta do is hold a basketball football a soccer ball or one of the balls because then once you holding the ball they're gonna hold your balls real talk you don't believe me look how many black professional athletes are married to white women and not that I'm discrediting it cause love is love but baby they scared them Haitians gonna be packing and them white girls gonna just say here you go come get it come take it what? <laughs> that any any population that comes here that they feel like they will catch on to the white way you know even the Afghanistans they see them as being more civilized than the Haitians here you know what I mean and they know that they will buy into the indoctrine of the white way I, I really do feel like that and there's nothing that has led me to that um, but if it's just like 
the Asian population, they thought they had a leg up until this um, this virus came. And then people started showing you what they really, really felt. Um, but it just seems like in their minds, you know, we can buy into the indoctrine. And if whoever will be anti-black, they'll suit up with Well, shoot. TTJ and they did get a leg up. They got a hate crime bill passed before black folks did. They do have a leg up. Asians do. If we're going to talk about it. Shoot. And and again, you know, it's not at the compromise because it's been there. They just can't get it passed. And and again, that is a damn shame within itself. You know what I mean? Um, To be that alarmed about being fair across the board. You know what I mean? Nobody's asking for extras. We're asking for fairness. And it's, it's right. a shame. It's a shame. And how, you know, you and how, how long have we been asking for that? What? A Fair, hair crime bill? Fairness. The, the hair crime bill, yeah. But how long have we been asking for fairness? <laughs> over since, 400 years? Since uh, yeah. the Emancipation Proclamation was signed? Before then, over 400 years. Wow. When the first slave yeah. ship arrived asking, in America. Asking for, fair, asking for fairness is almost, is, 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 is almost like asking, you know, for somebody for $15 million. Right. You know, that they right. get offended when you ask for fairness. Right. Oh, they get offended. Like the audacity. Or like what yes. I like to call is, right. no, your caucasity is what offends me. But go ahead. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, so, you know, once again, just, you know, standing in what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because there was not a lot of footage of these people living under the bridge either until here recently. So the media, we have to also remember, I mean, we do rely largely on our media, but, they, you know, they're controlled, too. Because this, these people have been under this bridge. You, you know what I mean? And the Afghanistans who are coming over, um, a lot of them are housed, clothed. You know, there are all these drives to give them furniture and whatnot to set up shop here. And I've long been saying they're going to come for people's jobs and get preferential treatment as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is that in Galveston? You know. What? Where the immigrants are. No, I think it's in like it's like Rio, Texas, or something like that. Yeah, I'll look Rio, it up real right, quick. No. Uh, it is, and it's very hot in Texas. And it's like Lauren said, it's a hundred percent humidity, yeah. and there's no place to go. There's no drinking water. It is it's some miserable conditions. And they're not gonna never report on how many people have died from the heat conditions no. and from the living conditions oh, over no. there. And they know Texans, you know the the, the yeah. oil money there. Del Rio, Texas. Evangelicals, they're not going to keep their people there. They already know it's a ploy to move them out as they've been doing. It's like we haven't assisted, you know, the people who have been in dire constraints of need, you know, to our full capacity. And now we're shocked that they're coming. I I just, it, 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 it sends me into a small rage seeing how we're treating people. I mean, we haven't treated our own people again in New Orleans. You know, the, the, the people are still in need there. You know, Puerto Rico, it, it just, it, it keeps happening. And we extend ourselves to people, I mean, that we owe nothing to. You know what? I'm going to segue a little bit, too, because you guys both kind of talked about this last week when we were in uh, D.C. I don't know if you guys uh, saw there was an op-ed in the Washington Post that there is a physician in Texas that has come forward and admitted to actually providing an abortion to a woman post this new law being that was passed by Greg Abbott. Um, so I don't know what ramifications or consequences are going to come to this physician, but I really appreciated him speaking up and speaking out against to say, I'm still going to protect women's rights to choose. And I'm still going to perform these abortions if that's what they're asking me to, despite whatever, you know, criminal consequence may come my way. So how did you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but what do you guys think about that? You know, if you have to stand in your convictions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I applaud him for doing that. But that's all of us on a daily walk. You know what I mean? That you know you yeah. gotta stand for something because yeah. again, oh, you'll die for anything. You'll die for anything, and it's gonna be black and brown sisters that are going to compromise their health and getting botched abortions. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna find sisters again. You know that have you know completely disfigured themselves or 
become sterile from botched abortion. Yeah. Because white sisters are still going to get abortion. Yes. And, and the thing Legal. about abortion. Right. And I, I, I totally concur with you. Again, I concur with T.T. Jan. You know, again, you have to stand, you have to stand for something. And in politics, you can get so wrapped up in your, I would say, your donors. Like, who funds your your campaign right and mm-hmm. so that's who have your tongue you're just mm-hmm. you're just the character there you're just the character there just as the placeholder but you're doing mm-hmm. what they tell you to do and right. saying what they tell you to say right which is why it's always good to run a grassroots campaign because yes you're speaking from you're still yourself you're speaking for the people but at the right. end of the day nobody is telling you what to say so you have to stand uh, you have to stand for something. Um, and again, it's only affecting the black and brown community, as I was sharing with my students today. Everything that comes down is always going to affect the working poor class because you got a bourgeois class and the working poor class, right? right. It has right. been stated that there is no there is no middle class, right? Although right. we talk about this middle class, but it's either the working poor class or the bourgeois class, which is what Marxism was talking about in the centuries, right? The social the social elites. And so you know, listen, it's only going to come down to affecting black and brown people, period, and especially those women. And so uh, kudos to him for standing for standing, uh, right. standing up for something. Uh-huh. But again, our black and brown people got to you it's gonna affect us. you know what happened is a lot of politicians that stood against trump a lot of republicans that stood against trump they are up for elect re-election in 2022 they're pulling out because they they, they see that they're not going to win because of the way he has right. done things yep. what i would say the, how you notice i never spoke about the whole abortion thing because as a as a transgender woman and as a black man which i am both that is not my that's not my area to speak up first of all i'm not a woman that is not men should not speak on what a woman should do with her body. Period. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what position you are. You don't. You're not. A, you don't have that law. You don't have that right. If you were pregnant, if if Lauren was pregnant by me, God forbid. Because uh, <laughs> I hope I'm shooting blanks. Uh, <laughs> not on you, but on me. But I couldn't tell. As much as I wanted the baby, I couldn't tell Lauren what to do with her body because I'm a man. That is her body. She's in control of her body. And until we put put people in position that will allow women to freely think and say, "Hey, I'm not ready for this," or "I can't do this," and just back to your point, Jan and 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 uh, 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 what's your name? Allison. Allison. Oh. All these backyard or back alley abortions with the hangers. If you don't believe that, what there was a movie with a little British actress. She was a um, she was a midwife. I can't think of the name of it. But there was also uh, for colored girls where she went to mm-hmm. the back alley. And what you do is you catch an infection or you ruin yourself. You're too young to have a baby now. You're not ready for it. But then when you find your husband or the man of your dreams and you're ready to have a baby, you have ruined yourself to where you cannot procreate. It is such a scary thing. But you get this old white national guard in control. We got to get rid of these old guards in control because there is no reason that a man should ever be able to speak on what a woman does with her body. Period. With her body. We gotta run for office. That's the end of it. I'm running, girl. I'm telling you, I've been to throw my. Kayla did. I bet you I'll get more than one percent of. I bet you I get more than one percent. I'm gonna get more than one percent. <laughs> the flame mess gonna make sure of that. I'm gonna get more. Than, I'm gonna get two percent, but I'm gonna get more than one. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. You know we appreciate and love you guys. So thank you. Oh. All these old white men who want to talk about, you know, the woman's reproductive. You know, now they're dipping with their side piece. And they funded the cause. You know what I mean? And then they um, mean they need to work on their pullout game. Shit. If you don't right. want her to have your baby, your pullout game, tighten it up, nigga. Tighten it up. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Allison. Please follow Jan. Allison is our candidate flame as she's running for the city commissioner yes. in Lakeland, Florida. You can donate to yes. her campaign, Al Lewis campaign. And TT Jan has a show that she does every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. CST time. CST time. Uh, ask TT Jan. She's very knowledgeable. She thinks she's smarter than me, but I had an issue over here too. So, uh huh. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye, ladies. All right. So, 
I want to move into our last topic that we're uh-huh. going to talk about. And I think we can just entitle it Fatal Attraction at this point. They so, found, what's that, what was the young lady's name? So we're going to talk about the disappearance of Gabby Petito. So Gabby Petito. They found the body. I know that. She was a 22-year-old American woman from Suffolk County, New York, who was reported missing on September 11th while traveling across the United States with her fiancé. Her family lost contact with her in late August when she was in or near Grand uh, Teton National Park in Wyoming. So as of, I think, 48 hours ago, they did find remains in Wyoming that they assume are of Gabby Petito. And then the fiancé has also disappeared. So not only did he come back from the vacation without her. With the car. And didn't say shit. And now the fiancé has disappeared. So I'm waiting to see if this is going to end up on an episode of Fatal Attraction. Because I watched that show. So. Oh, well, that might not end up on Fatal Attraction because that's the black people show. Oh, that's all black people? Yeah, that's all oh, black okay. people. They're, 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 I these, never realized. These See? white folks. These white <laughs> folks. They, they're, they're, that's not going to end up on Fatal oh, Attraction. It's end up It'll on be on Law Order SVU. Or Dateline. Uh, It'll be make Dateline. Out. But here's the thing. To to the young lady that passed, uh, or if, if, if that's her, if they found her, may she rest in peace. And to the young man who did it, you're not going to get away from this. You might get away, you may disappear to another country, but what all what you did is with you and will go with you wherever you go. Uh, me and Kendall, we both got here this morning. Kendall got here this morning. Where I, he said the same thing I said. That young man has probably took himself up out of here because his back is to a wall and he's 23. He can't see another way. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's terrible. I feel bad for the parents. Thank God she didn't have any children, but... Baby, what make you go left to kill your partner? Now, this was his her fiance, so they were on a road trip. They, what did she say to piss him off, or what was her, what ill will was he harboring? If he was the one who actually killed her, that he made that made yeah. him fucking kill her. Yeah. I mean, I get mad at you, be like, you know what? I ain't talking to you. Get the fuck out of my house. I'm, uh, baby, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. I'm good to cut somebody off. I'm real good at that, uh, especially these days. But I don't. <laughs> oh, she could do it too, y'all. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good at that, but I don't know how you have that much anger that you really just, you got to kill somebody. You know what I mean? I'll, you know, if it was a life or death situation, I'm going to protect my loved ones if I got to take a bullet for them. But for me to really physically kill somebody that I said that I was loving, you know, uh, going to get married to? The more and more I think about that when people grow up with parents and stuff, say, I'll take a bullet for my kid. Ooh. But then when I'm, a, you know, my some of the gowns I wear, the bullet hole might show. I'm just, ooh. No, I'm not joking. And it's not nothing to make light of. Y'all know this laugh and learn. But it, it's a sad situation. And I know he got to be out of his mind. He has to be out of his mind. It's just, that's crazy. No, they don't report on all the trans women that get killed, McQueen Artistry. But they don't report on all the black people that get they killed surely either. Do not. So they surely do not. There's it's a just, lot of stuff that they don't report on. It's sad. Crap, and y'all, while y'all talking about the FBI need to be dismantled, they should have been dismantled years ago when they weren't even reporting on the young ladies being molested by the goddamn doctor in the in the um, in the Olympics. Hi, hi everybody. Go get her. I can hear. You. We can hear you, Cassie. Hi, Cassie. I do not agree Hi, with him leaving with her and not returning with her. That is some straight up bullshit. And as a mother, I'm going to come hunt you down. And, so I, and I may just go to jail over it. Where is my child? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Well, I think they found the child. We want to know the reason. What is that clicking? Bobby, She's turn in off the your car. Turn, turn signal. Oh, it's my blinker. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. We can't let Bobby not be safe. It's okay. Leave your leave your turn signal on, Bobby. It's okay. You'll, Girl, you'll turn you white. You bit. get special privilege. You don't need no turn signal on. <laughs> white people get special privilege. The hell with it. They do it to me all the time. The nerve of him to come home in her car is actually in her car. That, that, yeah. That's what it is. Without her. He didn't leave her with the ride. Get his ass out. Go get a train home if she, because she had anxiety, and he has. I don't know. I think he had depression. So we depressed now. Um, but to leave without her, and what is unforgivable to me, as a parent, if my son did anything like that, I would make sure that he had the best representation I could afford, which trust me would be Mickey Mouse because I got no money. But I would get the whatever I could afford, get him hooked up correctly. But I damn well would make sure that that other family, especially if you loved them and considered them any sort of family to you, knew where their kid was. And we'd go to the authorities. Ooh, I mean, I, you, you got to be a man and own up to what you Can do. I say this and y'all don't hate me? Thank God they didn't have any children. She had anxiety. He was depressed. That kid would have been screwed up. Yeah. Good guy. ADHD, yeah. COPD, LGBT, AARP, all of it. All of EBT, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Just 
That is the audacity. That is the audacity of Caucasian he young man. That though. was bold as hell. That Wait, was, is he Caucasian? Yeah, he's he white. He looks a little okay. And he went home to mommy. It's not like he was a man about it and did something on his own. Or why he went home to his parents to be protected. But can I say something else? I wanted to comment on the whole Haitian um, topic. Go ahead, Cassie. I was watching the news yesterday, and they had already sent back or flew back three thousand Haitians, and they had said there was over fifteen thousand Haitians waiting at the border. My thing is, you're flying these Haitians back why? Because they're black. But two, you flew all the Afghans in. How do you know you didn't sneak some Taliban's in? With uh, are we sure that they really checked and really screened all the Afghan people that they brought over here? I mean. Everyone should deserve a chance, right? This is America. It works full of immigrants. So why are you turning them away? Just really pissed me off when I was watching the news yesterday. That just really made me upset because I'm like, we all deserve a chance, right? But no, because well, they're black. No, and we, and we absolutely do. But I think the reason that they're taking the Afghanis is because we fought a war with them and we made agreements with them, right? They put their lives at risk mm-hmm. to make sure that our soldiers were safe or had the intelligence that they wanted. Do, yeah. Do that I don't I, I can't speak to I can't speak to that. No, but I'm saying that's why they're taking them in. You know, it's not just we're not taking all Afghanis. We're taking the ones that had a link to us. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you on that one, Bobby. That makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, between the Afghanis and freaking Israel. We got weird alliances and money trains with the two of them countries. So we don't really yeah, know all true. of the ins and outs of what those, you know, relationships are at all. I don't know geopolitics enough. To, I have to be honest with you, ladies. I just don't. That's what I'm seeing too. But I know that the Afghani situation is, is quid, quid pro quo, right? So yeah. they did something for us. We promised them that. And, and there it is right there because the Americans do not like to pay back. We want everybody to help, but we don't want to pay back. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. We pay certain people. We pay certain people. Because we still, I'm still waiting for my 40 acres and a mule. I'm just saying, we pay certain people. We paid the hell out of uh, to Israel to make sure that they could overtake the Palestines. We pay certain people. Well, could y'all pay me, please? Because I'm with I'm with I'm with uh, Cassie. I want my 40 acres, and my mule need to be a high-end, brand new Cadillac truck. With, I thought you wanted a Jeep. With cognac seats. But this one free. I'm about my own Jeep. This one for free. With cognac seats, and I like to be like a light, a light blue, please, a pale blue. Thank you. <laughs> Go with your hair. <laughs> but thank you for uh, including me into the conversation. Cassie, I, really I saw you for a while. You was putting up a lot of flames. I was like, I can't end the show without grabbing I was Cassie. My heart beating. I was like, I got, I got to get in. I got to get on this. I was so frustrated yesterday watching the news, and I was like, if we're in the land of free and opportunity. Why aren't we creating opportunities? Yeah. I, I hear it's you. Hard, but you know what? The other thing we have to think about, and it's only just coming to me as I'm speaking to it. I mean, what about all the Mexicans that are down there? They're trying to get over to that we're putting over. We ever took the, all the Haitians, so we didn't take them. You know, it's it's a real slippery slope. Um, and I, again, I don't know enough about it. Yeah. And I, I feel like... Badly. It's a horrible... These people, they have a hurricane or... A, earthquake or whatever constantly they're under speaking of earthquakes we had one the other day did you feel it long oh i did it was a little scary it was shaky we had an earthquake it was a 4.6 magnitude earthquake that was was in in carson Carson, which was right by you right next to me when i tell you i was laying across my bed and all of a sudden it felt like i had whiplash like i was on a roller coaster and things started falling i said oh my god her bed ain't never seen that much action baby You're right. I'm a saint. Thank you so much. Yes. Talk about it. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you guys for joining us. So, listen, we want to thank you all for joining us for Laugh and Learn today. I'm telling you, nobody has all the answers, but this is how you get to solve some of the problems by talking about it. We appreciate you guys coming in and talking about it. Mm -hmm. Lauren, take us out because I ain't got nothing to say, girl. I'm telling you, I'm thirsty. I don't know why I'm so thirsty. You got a water right there. I know I had two of them that was going to make me have to pee. (laughs) Um, no, I mean, my closing thoughts are, um, one, I want us to continue to pray for the people in New Orleans because they still have a lot of recovery going yeah. forward. Um, I hope that something comes out of this in a positive light for the Haitians at the end of the day because they've already suffered through a lot. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Yes, they are a resilient community, but still, I don't agree with what's happening around the deportation. So I hope we get that together. Um, and more so, 
you know, I got a busy week ahead, so shit, I got to get my mind right at this get point. Your, get your so. mind right. I, I just want to <laughs> say um, a personal shout out to everybody on the live. Thank you for supporting yeah. the show, and thank you guys for following us with the new platform that we're going to be doing after we finish out this season. What we got? Ten shows? We got ten shows left. Ten shows left, mm. and then we're going to go to the new format. We, we had to show it to iHeart so we can hopefully they will come on with it. So we can get a little studio here in uh, Long Beach and get an audience, a studio audience. Lauren works so well with people. Oh, my God. I've trained her so well. Anyway. What? This week is Lauren's busy week, and this week I will be in Philly on Saturday. Philadelphia, yes. thank you so much. Uh, the Black Effect Network one-year anniversary. We are celebrating that on October the seventh in in Atlanta, Georgia. You can get your tickets. Lauren gonna put up the bio and all of that stuff later because I don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> it's at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. It's at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta, October the seventh, with uh, DC Young Fly and Horrible Decisions, which are also part of the Black Effect Network. Oh, and speaking of the Black Effect Network, shout out to my boss and Lauren's boss and Kendall's boss and our, our guy your guy too Charlamagne the God on oh. the launch of his new show which was this past Thursday night it was a great show I watched the entire show it Amanda was Seals was great on there I'm coming I'll be on there Chico I'm coming Bean. Uh, Chico Bean was on there rest in peace to AJ Johnson yep. I did know AJ Johnson a comedian friend of mine uh, we were doing bagging together. Let me tell you the story. So the show bagging I did with Rapper May, who also passed. May he rest in peace. Who's and it was me and Johnny Mac going back and forth and back and forth and back. But it was originally me and AJ Johnson. But AJ Johnson was being really nasty, and I, his wife was there. And at the time, I don't know if they were still married. She was not the most attractive woman. I say every time you say something nasty to me, I'm gonna tear her ugly ass up. So they had to switch it out because I was tearing his wife in half. Oh, I was disrespecting her like you wouldn't believe. But it was all in fun. It was a show. <laughs> so that's why they got me and Johnny back together. So me and AJ became cool after that. He's like, Flame, I ain't going to play with you because you can talk bad about my wife. You attack the heart. You don't attack the person. You attack their heart. I attacked his heart, which was mm -hmm. his wife. But he was a good guy. Um, y'all keep talking about house party, and but y'all keep forgetting him and I got the hookup. He was really good and I got the hookup. I like him in Friday. See, I liked him in Friday too, but I really liked him and I got the hookup with Cheryl Underwood and with, uh, who was that? With um, Master P. Remember that movie? No. That was a good one. I liked him in that. But uh, mm -hmm. may he rest in peace. Flame. And also to Michael K. Williams. I don't know if we've said oh, rest no. in peace to oh, him rest publicly. In peace, Michael K. Too. Williams. Yeah. He was also mm -hmm. nominated for Emmy last night for Lovecraft yes. Country. Such a brilliant actor. He had not got his chance to be the lead in anything. But if he would have gotten his chance to be the lead, he was so phenomenal. I'm sure he would have killed it. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something. I don't know what it was. They got rumors out on what he died from this and what he died from that. Your escape is definitely not in a bottle. Your escape is not in a bag and it's not in a package. Hmm. Your escape is on your knees and asking God to help you find your way. It is not in a package. Well, speaking of an escape, I think that's a good thing to bring up too is Michaela Cole. I think she gave a beautiful speech where she talked about sometimes it's okay to go away and be alone alone in your thoughts so that way you can come back and see what other blessings you have yeah. that are coming your way so, yeah she was yeah. the one young lady who won for uh what was the name of the movie the show she's on i mess up your world I'm, no i may destroy you i may destroy you Ooh, i'm gonna tell somebody that tonight yes, i yes. may destroy you so, if you want to hear about it come to the love lounge love lounge mm -hmm. love lounge yes he was in players glove he players was a little man in well. players glove he got burned on the nose <laughs> yeah bernie mac yeah. Oh my God! So hear me when I tell you, you tomorrow is not promised. You just don't know when it's gonna happen. And he was fifty-five years old. You know, they say he had a heart attack. He, they found him at the after two days up in his room. But you know, just do what you got to do to protect yourself, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lauren Hogan. You can follow her on Instagram at Lauren Armani H, on Facebook at Lauren Armani H, and on YouTube as Lauren Hogan. And this is Flame Monroe. And you can follow me on Flame Monroe. That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Don't contact me on Facebook. I don't look at that. So, oh. I don't look at Facebook. We thank you to our wonderful <laughs> guy, camera guy, Kendall, who's going to be editing this show, the white party for me, so we can get it together and get it sold and make this paper. Because now it's about time to make money. It's about all about making money. Like, Tomorrow is not promised. I don't know what relationship you have with what God that you serve, because I, everybody has different religions and everybody called what addresses their higher power by a different names. Some is Allah, some is Buddha, some is God, or whoever you see and, and seek to. You need to have a relationship with them. And you ain't got to go to nobody's house of worship or temple to do it. Y'all just need to talk on a regular basis. So when your time comes, he'll be like, I don't know you. You ain't never talked to me. Me and mine ain't strangers. That nigga love me. I'm going to be with him tonight. It's called being with God. And if you want to be with God to me with tonight, meet me at Love Lounge at 630. We will be okay. with God. All with right. God. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. This is Love Lounge. Thank you. This is Laugh and Learn. Oh, love shit. Lounge. You know what I mean. Lord. Jesus. Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne.
got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.